Welcome to the Prosperous Piano Teacher Podcast. I'm Ashley Young, pianist, instructor, and business coach, and I'm here to help you dream big about what your studio could be if you are willing to open your mind and level up your business skills. I'm going to share the tangible strategies that I've learned for streamlining and scaling your studio so that you can align your business to work for your life instead of letting your business control your life. I am so happy that you're here. Let's dive in. Hello, hello. Welcome into another episode of the Prosperous Piano Teacher Podcast. I'm Ashley, and I am really looking forward to diving in on today's topic. I am not going to lie. I'm also feeling a little bit nervous about today's topic. And I think it's because while I have talked around manifestation many times on the podcast, I have yet to do an episode where I take that topic head on and dissect it for all of you. And that's what we're going to do today. Okay. And I am really excited because manifestation is something that I actually now can say confidently that I really believe in. It's a process that has really helped me overcome a lot of anxiety. And I feel like it has helped me like hack or fast track the way to grow my business and to create the life that I want. Um, but I'm going to give you a little bit more on my story with manifestation here in a minute, but I want to start the episode by saying that manifestation is not magic. Okay. Manifestation is not simply saying what you want and then waiting around for it to happen. And for me, when I first heard the word manifestation, probably 10 or 12 years ago, I was really skeptical because I had this preconceived notion in my mind that that's what it was. And so I thought it was very woo. I thought it was really unrealistic. And I was honestly just really judgmental of something that I didn't know very much about because I, I didn't actually know what manifestation was, but the word to me just signaled this idea of like, you know, hoping that something would happen and waiting around for it to happen. And I was really wrong about what manifestation is. And therefore I didn't explore it. I didn't have any interest in learning more about it at that point in my life. And so I didn't. And it wasn't until I would say almost, it was almost two years ago that I picked up a book that was recommended to me inside of a business Facebook group. And the book was all about, well, I thought it was all about money mindset. And in this book, the author really tied this concept of manifestation in like a neat little package that made a lot of sense that wasn't at all this woo woo thing. It was really more of like a practical action guide on how to earn more money. And at that point, my interest was really piqued and I started listening to a bunch of podcasts and I started reading a bunch of books and I, I essentially went down a rabbit hole. And I would say that I'm still in that rabbit hole now because it's still a topic that I find to be very fascinating. And what's wild is that I, I didn't recognize it before. So once I learned what manifestation was, I was able to see that actually a lot of the business coaches that I had, a lot of the really high level entrepreneurs and company owners that I followed on Instagram or that whose podcasts I listened to were actually talking about manifestation a lot. They just weren't using that word. And when you look at money mindset or when you look at like overcoming limiting beliefs or really just anything that you want to do to improve yourself, there's little parts of manifestation in all of that. I mean, I even saw parallels and there were some actual actual like direct crossovers with things that I had done years ago in cognitive behavioral therapy with a therapist and then things that I was learning about manifestation. So it's not just this like woo woo magical thing. It's actually a step-by-step -step process 
and it it works i mean i can really confidently say that it works and that doesn't mean that it works every time and that doesn't mean that i have a crystal ball or some sort of like magical way to do things that is better than anybody else but i want to break it down for you because i think if you can understand the steps and apply some of the steps i know it's going to make a huge difference in your life and your business and i know that it's a very helpful tool for reaching higher levels of income it is how i i mean i go through these steps often and i would credit manifestation with how i have been able to reach higher levels of income and what's wild is that i think that actually like this kind of work of reframing beliefs and of overcoming you know, limiting beliefs and things like that, that are in the manifestation steps. Um, I would say that these are more helpful than the tactical and strategic things that I've learned. The tactical and strategic things are very, very important, but ultimately you can learn all you want about how to do something. And if you don't believe that you can do it, you're not going to. Okay. And so that's a perfect segue into, let's talk a little bit about what manifestation is, and then I'm going to actually go through the steps with you. So to me, manifestation, like I mentioned, it's not magic. It's not just saying what you want and waiting around for it to happen. That could not be farther from the truth. It's a really clear system that you can implement that will help you reach your goals. Okay. And you, the, the most foundational belief very in a very simplified way is that the concept is you attract what you believe or what you are, okay? Or what you believe you are, essentially. So um, if you believe that you are capable of having a piano business that earns you six figures and you don't attach yourself to like exactly how that's going to happen, but you fundamentally believe that that is possible, naturally your brain is going to go to work to figure out how to make that a reality. Okay. But if you believe that it is not possible for you to make six figures in your business, you won't because you're not even giving your brain a chance to brainstorm or to come up with ideas or to think creatively. You are cutting your brain off at the source by telling yourself that it is not possible. So you attract what you believe or what you believe you are. Okay. You don't attract what you want. There are a lot of people that want a million dollars. Like, in fact, I, I think I could confidently say that all of us here right now want a million dollars. But if you don't believe that you are worthy of having a million dollars, you're not going to get it. Or if you get it, you're going to lose it right away, right? Because depending on what all of your beliefs are about money, you're going to make those beliefs come true. So this is not just a manifestation concept. Like in psychology, there's something called confirmation bias right? And confirmation bias is the tendency where people will um, like believe information or favor information that strengthens their already existing beliefs and values. Okay. And so this like confirmation bias proves that it's really difficult for us to um, believe something that isn't already in alignment with our current beliefs and values, right? Or to favor that information. And this kind of proves that point of like, if you don't actually believe that you are worthy of getting and holding on to a million dollars, then it's going to be really hard for you to see any information that tells you that you could get a million dollars and believe that. Okay. So let's go through the steps of manifestation. And when we go through these steps, I'm going to share with you some, some helpful ways that you can put this into practice and some things that I have done in my life that have been really, really helpful. Um, and, and we'll go from there. So the first thing 
in manifestation is you have to call your shot. You have to say what you want. You have to declare what it is that you would like in your life. Okay. And let's, we're going to use the the example of money here because that's the title of the episode. And that's the way that I think it's going to, it's going to bring it home for you. So let's say that you want to make six figures next year. And maybe you've never done that before. We'll use that as an example, but really it could be, it could be anything. I mean, it could be anything. It could be that you want to go on a vacation. It could be that you want to make a certain, an exact certain number, like an exact amount of money next year. It could be that you want to have an exact number of students in your studio. You could really do it with anything, but for the sake of this example, we're going to say you want to make six figures or more. Okay. And so first of all, you have to say that. You have to be willing to actually say that. You can say it out loud to yourself. You can write it down in a journal. You can tell a friend about it, but you have to be willing to actually like call your shot or place your order, okay? Now in this step, what's going to happen is probably one of two things. Your logical brain is going to butt in and say, that's not possible, or that's crazy, or you shouldn't think that, or there's no way you could do that. And all of a sudden you're going to have like all of these limiting beliefs. And some of those limiting beliefs might be disguised as really logical thoughts of like, okay, well, if I look at the amount that I charge per hour and I add up the amount of students, and even if I were to teach this many hours, like it's just not possible, right? They're going to sound really logical and really convincing. Your brain is likely going to come up with a bunch of reasons as to why you can't do it. Um, don't get stuck there. We're going to talk about that here in a minute. The other thing that often happens when people say what they want or call their shot is that they immediately start to try to figure out how they're going to make it happen. And then that also leads them directly to the limiting beliefs. Okay. I don't want you to get stuck here. So the first step is you just declare what you want. Okay. And you have to make it official. You have to say it out loud. You can say it to yourself in the mirror, put it down in a journal, but actually commit to what you want. And then the second thing you have to do is you have to get really, really, really specific about rewriting those limiting beliefs. Okay. Because our goal here is to say what we want and not have your brain try to solve it immediately. You actually want to just stay in the space of like, I want to make six figures next year, period. Okay. And we're going to neutralize that. We're going to, we're going to try to get it to the point that you don't have a thousand voices popping in your head about why that's not possible. So the second step is to rewrite any limiting beliefs about this. And that's where you have to, first of all, recognize that you are having limiting beliefs. So any voice that jumps in and tells you that it's not possible or that you probably won't do it or that you shouldn't say that or that you shouldn't have that dream, like any of those voices, you have to first recognize that they exist. And then you have to start to question them. Is it true that you couldn't make six figures? No. I mean, anything is possible. Like if you think about the infinite possibilities of the world, anything is possible. And so you can't say with any sort of certainty that you couldn't any more so than you could say with any sort of certainty that you could, right? Like it's a neutral thought. You can't say that it can't happen. You want it to happen, but saying that it doesn't happen is going to ensure that it doesn't. So we're going to get curious about those limiting beliefs. You're going to start to question them. And journaling can be really, really helpful for this, where you actually write down, like, what are the limiting beliefs? And I really like to come up with more empowered thoughts around the beliefs. So let's say you want to make six figures next year. And some of the limiting beliefs that come up is like, one, you don't know how that's going to happen. Okay. And so you might write that down in your journal. You might say like, there, there's no way with what I'm currently doing that that is possible. 
And so then the more empowering version of that, or maybe the way that you can start to rewrite that is like, okay, do I have to keep doing what I'm doing in the exact way that I'm doing it? Right? Maybe not. Another limiting belief you might have around making six figures next year is that maybe um, you believe you're bad with money, right? Maybe you believe you're bad with money. And so you don't trust yourself to make that amount of money because you're not sure that you would be able to hold on to it, or you're not sure that you would be able to like know what to do with it, right? Like how would you pay all the taxes on that? Like when it all came into an account, like what would you even do with it? How would you disperse it? And so maybe to rewrite that limiting belief, you could do some work around like educating yourself financially or learning about some basic business accounting of like, okay, what would it look like when you started to make over six figures a year, where would that money go and how much of it would need to go to taxes? So you could start rewriting that belief by educating yourself so that you no longer felt like you weren't good with money. Okay. And so this is where we really, it's hard work. This is hard work. And this is actually work that a lot like you would get into a lot in therapy if you were doing therapy or if you were doing some sort of coaching um, in a business way. It's like really digging in and, and asking yourself why you believe these negative things, why you believe it's not possible, and where do those beliefs come from? And I talked a lot about this. Oh, I didn't write down the episode number, but I talked a lot about this in the episode that I did um, where the title of the episode is like what you believe about money will come true. And we talked about some of these limiting beliefs specifically around money. But essentially, your goal here in the second step is to start to rewrite those limiting beliefs, start to question them, start to come up with like you're a detective and you're going to come up with ways that these stories don't make sense. Right. Um, in this step, I really love to do affirmations and affirmations are a really powerful tool to help you combat and rewrite limiting beliefs. And I'll break it down for you. Um, so affirmations, when you first start doing them, they can feel really weird because affirmations are essentially like very positive statements that you say repeatedly. And ideally you're doing it on a daily basis. So it's very regular. There's like affirmation podcasts. There are affirmation YouTube videos. There are affirmation apps. There's so many resources out there. You can just Google affirmations about any kind of topic and you're going to get lists and lists and lists of them. And what happens in our brain naturally is that when we come up with an idea for change, our brain is going to intervene in every single way to try to make it so that we don't make changes. And it doesn't really matter if the change goes in a positive or a negative direction. Like even if you're trying to make a change, like I want to make six figures, that's a change. And at a very biological level, it threatens our safety. And so your brain is going to jump in and try to tell you anything that it can to prevent you from trying to make that change because our at a biological level we view change as bad we view change as a scary thing it's a threat to our safety at the most basic biological level so what happens a lot of the times is when people try to make changes immediately your your brain is going to go to this whole laundry list of negative things that could be negative things about you. It could be negative things about the thing you want to do. It could be any sort of negative thing that's going to keep you from making progress towards that change. And when you practice affirmations on a regular basis and you're consistent with it and you start repeating them to yourself, whether it's first thing in the morning or when you go to bed or when you're in the car or taking your kids to school, when you start repeating affirmations on a regular basis, what starts to happen is your brain has different information than it had before. All of a sudden you have these statements that you're repeating to yourself over and over and over again. And these statements in this context could be things like, I am very capable of making six figures. These statements could be things like, I am really good with money. 
and you might not fully believe them yet. And that's okay. Just statements that you repeat over and over. And what's wild is when you go to make a change in your life, instead of just defaulting to the laundry list of reasons that you can't do it. And you know, the whole like box of evidence that your brain has to prevent you from making changes, all of a sudden your brain has access to other information, information that on contrary tells you that it is possible and tells you that you can do it. And this for me is where the big anxiety hack I think happened because my brain used to always go to the negative, right? It would always go to the negative. They're like, what if, or the future casting of like, oh my God, everything's going to fall apart. And that was very much the anxiety part of me. But when I started practicing affirmations, all of a sudden my brain just had like a whole other treasure chest of information that it could draw upon. And so when I started to think about situations that used to cause me a ton of anxiety and used to make me spiral out into these like negative mindsets of like, there's no way I could accomplish that. And then I'd be in this big spiral of like, I want to do this thing, but there's no way to do it. All of a sudden my brain started accessing the treasure chest that was full of positive information that supported my desire to change that supported my desire to dream big that supported the idea that I really could do it. And I didn't have to know how yet. Okay. So you're rewriting those limiting beliefs. You're journaling about them. You're talking them out with a friend. You're maybe talking them out by yourself alone in a room. Um, you're getting curious. Okay. You're questioning if those limiting beliefs are true and you're hopefully rewiring your brain with new beliefs that it is possible and that it is true. And affirmations are a very helpful way to do that. So after you call your shot and after you rewrite your limiting beliefs, then you start to visualize. And I I don't love the word visualize because still, even after I've been uh, working on manifestation for many years, visualizing isn't the way that I do this step totally. It is partially, but I don't feel like, I think as far as visualizing goes, it's not a skill set that I would say I'm like super practiced at, but visualizing, essentially the point of visualizing is to think about how it would feel to get what you want. Okay. And so this is the step after you've rewritten those, those limiting beliefs, we're going to visualize how would it feel to make six figures a year? What words come up for you? If you think about that, or if you think about your own, your own thing that you want to manifest, how would it feel? And perhaps for you, you would be like excited or empowered. Maybe you would feel more successful. Maybe you would feel safe or secure because you were able to provide for your family in a way that you couldn't before. Maybe you would feel, um, hopeful about the future or about like the way that you could save for retirement or the vacations you could go on or the experiences that you would be able to have. You're basically going to let yourself feel all of the good feelings that you would feel when you reach that goal. Now in this step, it's really helpful if you can feel those things now in the present, right? So you're not thinking like, oh, in the future, in 10 years, when I do this thing, you're thinking like right now, if I, if I had that goal, if it was, if it happened right at this second, how would it feel? And you can do whatever you want in this step to help yourself feel those feelings as big as possible. So it might be journaling about it. One of my favorite ways to do this is to like write myself a thank you letter of like, thank you for working so hard towards that goal. Like today is the day that you reached your goal and it feels like this. Um, another way that, uh, people will often recommend to write about it is to like, um, to kind of write a story in the present tense about you 
reaching it, right? So like today is this date and I officially hit the mark in my business where I made six figures and I feel amazing. I feel incredible. I'm going to celebrate in this way. And you want to be as detailed as possible. Okay. Because the more you feel this, the more real it's going to make it. Um, there are, our brains are interesting and our brains don't like for as amazing and as smart as we are, they don't often really care what is true and what is not true. Right. And we see this on the flip side very often. Um, how often have you been in an argument with someone and like you have your story of what happened and you're like, this is what happened. I know this is what happened. I would, I, I am 100% certain that this is the way that it is. And then you eventually talk to the other person and they tell you their story that like might be completely different or even the opposite of your story. And they too are like, I am 100% certain that this is the story. You both have had maybe like the, an experience together of maybe a disagreement or a miscommunication and you have your stories that you are 100% certain are true, but they're completely different, right? And you might've experienced the same events, but you both made different meaning of them. And you're both like completely enveloped in your version of the story. And what's funny in that is that like our brain isn't asking us all the time, like, is that true? Our brain is just really enveloped in that story. And so visualizing is a very powerful tool because if you can go there and not have your brain be like, this isn't true, this isn't true. If you can just let yourself feel those feelings, you are kind of like bringing about what it would be like to reach that goal. Visualizing is something that athletes do. It's something I did it before I knew what manifestation was. Like when I was really into performing and competing, I visualized all the time and nobody told me to do it. I just did it. I thought about like, what would it feel like to be on stage at Carnegie Hall? Like, what dress would I be wearing? How many people are in the audience? What am I doing in the green room right before I walk on that stage? Like, I did that all the time with my performance career. And then it came, it came, there were time, there was a time where I played at Carnegie Hall, right? And it's not to say that I wouldn't have made it to Carnegie Hall if I didn't visualize. It's not to say that that was the one thing that got me there, but it was for sure helpful in motivating me to do the next step, which we're going to talk to talk about here, um, to practice and to work my butt off and to do all the things that I needed to do to get there. The visualizing anchored me into that dream and anchored me into what it would feel like to accomplish that dream. And that kept me motivated. Okay. Um, now this is a really powerful point also where gratitude comes in and where this wild thing starts to happen, where when you start to think about, so like six figures sounds good right? But visualizing and anchoring into the feelings around six figures is really where the gold is. Because it's not like when we think about the things that we want in life, it's not often about the number. It's about the feelings that we have around the number. It's about the success that you would feel. It's about the, the freedom it would allow you or the experiences you would get to have with your family. It's about that deeper level stuff. It's not about the number like hitting six figures. When you just think about a number is meaningless. What, what gives it meaning is the way that you feel about it. And when you start to practice visualization, the other thing that starts to happen is you start to realize the areas in your life where you already have these feelings. Okay. And this is where gratitude comes in as well. And I like to practice visualization and I immediately tie it back to gratitude. So when I'm trying to manifest something and I'm visualizing, let's say this example that we're using, you want to hit six figures next year. And you're thinking about all the, all the feelings it would make you feel, you would feel more free. You would feel safe and secure. You would be excited. You would be proud. You'd be empowered. You would feel successful. 
then I take all of those feelings and I look for evidence of where I have those feelings in my life. What things have I already done that have made me feel successful? In what ways do I already feel empowered? In what ways am I safe? Am I secure? In what ways do I already have freedom? And I write down a pages and pages, or I say out loud statements and statements of gratitude of how I am thankful that I already in many ways actually have these feelings in my life. Okay. And that piece is really important. So you're not just visualizing and embodying the feelings you want to have in the future. You're making that connection of how do you already have those in your life currently? And you are actively practicing gratitude as a regular part of your visualization. Now, then the next step, and this is like the biggest step that comes next is you have to take action, right? You have to take inspired action based off of what you want, based off of your new beliefs that are no longer limiting and based off of those feelings that you feel when you have accomplished that thing, you take action. Then you go to work. You start to put the pieces into play and this can be really concrete things. Um, and it can be things that are a little bit less concrete. So let's say you want to make six figures. And so now you're going to ask yourself, okay, what could I do to make six figures? And you look back at that list of, of limiting beliefs and you say, okay, one of the things I could do is rewrite the story that I am not good with money. So I'm going to start to become really financially literate. Maybe I'm going to commit to reading a number of minutes a day of financial education books. Maybe I'm going to start um, working with a money coach, or maybe I'm just going to educate myself on how I can steward this money in a responsible way. Maybe if you believe that doing what you were currently doing, one of your limiting beliefs that we talked about is maybe you believe that with what you're doing in your current business, it's not actually possible for you to make six figures. Okay. So then what does it look like for it to be possible? What changes would need to be made? And you can start brainstorming and you can start thinking about like, what could you do to make six figures? What would you need to let go of? And what would you need to bring in? Okay. And then you might even go a little bit further and let's say that you need X number of students, or you need to create some sort of digital course to bring you pass not passive, but to bring you a different kind of income in your business. What steps might you take to start working towards that? Okay. And then these, these are concrete steps, right? These are actual action items on a daily basis that you're going to commit to doing and be consistent with. These also might be things that are a little bit less uh, concrete. Okay. And so like an example that someone gave me recently that I thought was really cool is like, let's say you want to take on a certain number of new students at this new rate that is much higher. And so you might actually go into where you manage your students and you might actually add them into your system right now. And you might call them student number one, student number two, student number three, and you might actually start getting like their notebooks ready, or you might actually start, um, creating profiles for them in that management software, or maybe you keep notes about your students on a Google doc. You might create a Google doc for each of those students, right? You are acting as if you already have this thing that you want. Okay. Taking actionable steps, inspired action towards what you want. And then the last step, and this one is the hardest one for me. <laughs> the last step is you are going to completely release expectations on when it's going to happen and you are going to completely release how it's going to happen. Okay. And this is the hard one because I realized I just told you to take all of these like actionable steps in the direction of, but you have to remain open. You have to surrender to the timeline because if you're like, I want to make six figures and it has to happen by tomorrow, um, it might not happen. But if you're like, I want to make six figures and I'm going to go through this whole process and I'm going to trust that it's going to happen. It's going to happen faster than you think. 
But where a lot of people get caught is like trying to really control exactly how it's going to happen or exactly when it's going to happen. And the reason that it's important to release that or to surrender that is because when you are so controlling about it, you actually, you kind of like shut yourself off to upper, to other opportunities. So let's say you want to make six figures and you have it in your head that the only way you can do that is this one way. There might be, you can't see me if you're listening to the podcast, but I have my hand out over here. There might be like all of these other things going on in your life. Like you might get an email from someone that's like, Hey, do you want this job? But you're so set on this one way of doing it that you don't even see that as a possibility, or you don't even like entertain the idea of anything else happening because you're set on your one idea. Okay. So you have to release a little bit, release the how, release the timeline and remain open that you might reach the goal in a little bit of a different way than you thought. And I'll give you the example, um, from my life, which is that I, I always actually for like many, many years wanted to make more money teaching. And in my mind, I very much got caught in the mindset of like, it's just, I don't know how it's going to be possible. Like I'm a private piano teacher, excuse me. And I teach this many hours and I can't add more hours. And also like, I mean, theoretically I could keep raising my rates and raising my rates and raising my rates, but like at a certain point, I kind of feel like I'm going to have to cap out there. Right. And so the amount that I can work is very much tied to how much I make. And I don't know how to get out of that. And for a long time I was stuck in the, I don't know how, I don't know how, I don't know how. And then for me, it actually took like a little bit of an outside force of the pandemic to move me online. And all of a sudden, I was able to move online. I was able to start my YouTube channel. I was able to hire other teachers. All of these things happened and it didn't happen in the way that I expected. Because the thing that I always tell people is like, if you would have asked me 10 years ago, if I would be doing a YouTube channel and creating online courses and only teaching online, I would have said like, that's insane. There is no way that that is what my life will look like. I would have been really clear on it. I would have absolutely not. But because external forces happened and because that kind of forced me to remain open. Now here I am. And in many, many ways, I have reached a lot of the things that I only used to dream about 10 years ago of being able to have a lot more freedom of being able to make a lot more money of being able to serve a lot more people, like all of these things that I dreamed about and visualized when I didn't even know what manifestation was have come true. And none of it has happened in the way that I thought it would. Right. There was a time in my life when I wanted to be a professor. And I thought that that would be the way that I would earn six figures a year, that I would have to get like a tenure, a tenured position at a college or a university. And that was really the only way that I could eventually get to the income level that I wanted. Right. And so it's just hindsight is 2020. When you look back, you can see that like things don't always happen in the way you think they're going to happen. But if you can hold true to what you want, you can keep the limiting beliefs at bay and visualize how it will feel when you get it and truly believe that you will get it. And then let your brain kind of do some work in the direction of like acting as if and taking that inspired action and working towards it while at the same time remaining open. That is it. That is the magic formula. That is the manifestation formula. That is what I have been doing for years. And that is what so many other entrepreneurs have been doing as well. So I hope this is helpful for you. I hope that you take this information and start to, to maybe experiment a little bit. Like you don't have to have it all figured out. And I mean, I don't have it all figured out. You don't have to know exactly how you're going to do it. You don't have to even do all of the steps today, but maybe you say what you want and you start to rewire your limiting beliefs, right? 
Uh, or maybe you just start to visualize what you want and imagine how it would feel and start practicing gratitude. Just take something and start to practice it and do it on a regular basis and check in with yourself in a couple of weeks and see how it feels. See if anything has changed. I'm going to, I'm going to save a couple of stories that I would like to share with you, but I'm not going to on this episode. Um, some stories of, of times when I've done this, that it's just like the result has been a little bit crazy or has seemed a little bit magical. Um, I want to know how you feel about this episode. I want to know if it was helpful. I want to know if you heard this whole episode and you're like, Ashley's crazy. I I'm not doing that. Or if you feel a little bit inspired and you feel like maybe there's a part of this that you might take and start experimenting please reach out to me on Instagram, Ashley Young Music Studio, and let me know. Because if you're into this topic and if it was helpful for you, I would absolutely love to go deeper. I can give you more ways to practice this. I can give you more ways to implement it. I can give you more examples. We can talk and geek out about this all day because it's very fascinating to me, but I will only do that if it's something that you want to hear. So reach out to me on Instagram and let me know if this episode resonated with you or post about it in the Facebook group. If you're in the Facebook group, if you're not, you definitely should use the link in the show notes and join and let me know your thoughts. Okay. I can't wait to hear what you think about it. I hope that you have a fantastic week and I will talk to you next time. Hey there. Thank you for being here. I love connecting with you every single week. And one of my favorite parts of connecting with you is actually getting to know you. I created a free community for business-minded piano teachers to come together every single week, connect and learn even more tangible strategies for business streamlining and scaling. You can join using the link in the show notes, and I can't wait to get to know you.